listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Monday, October 28th. Happy, happy Reformation. Observed in parentheses. (laughs) Reformation (laughs) week. uh, All Saints week. Yeah. My husband's birthday is Friday, too. Happy birthday, Mr. Really early birthday, in in case I forget. (laughs) It is Mental Health Monday. We're going to check in with Deaconess Heidi here in just a little bit and uh, dig into emotional wellness today. Mm -hmm. Good time to do that. Seasons are changing. Time change coming up this weekend, less daylight. So it's really good. I think it, you know, it's good all through the year to stay on top of these things. Yeah, but but uh, this week is it's a good week. Even more important. Yeah, for Mental Health Monday. For me anyway. I don't know about anybody else. (laughs) We're going to take a look at a new book. Uh, I think that you're going to be really excited about uh, excited. new book hymn devotion <laughs> so we'll take a look at that in just a moment thanks to concordia university wisconsin for supporting the coffee hour find out more about concordia university wisconsin at cuw.edu live uncommon it is time for mental health monday with deaconess heidi game and good morning deaconess heidi good morning yay more on our emotions series and with the time change you're right absolutely like time to dive into our emotions <laughs> <laughs> well and this time change isn't as bad as the one in the spring right no. the, the one Where in the spring we lose is sleep. yes yeah. yes but um now we're losing daylight it's like uh it's going to be darker most of the yeah day, i don't so. like it yeah yeah, you know, I mean, I, I I hate to like uh steal from the questions we already have, but I do think that is not a too small of a point. Like anytime yeah. we lose sleep and anytime that we like are um like moving into a new season, like our bodies need to adjust and also our emotional well-being is um comes to the surface, I guess. You know, all the stuff um that God gives us to prepare us for new seasons and stuff is part of our emotional well-being. And so I definitely think there's something to paying attention, you know, during those changes. All right. So you've used the phrase emotional well-being. <laughs> uh, can you unpack that for us? What do you mean by emotional well-being? Yeah, you know, I had to think about this real deeply last year, about a year ago, um, we started writing some definitions for the different kinds of well-being that we find in the wholeness wheel just so that because of what you're saying, like, what exactly is that? That's a nice phrase. But um, and so I sat down, did a lot of research. And what I came up with is this small definition. And it's found in the insert um, from last January's reporter. And so we can put the link, I'm sure, in the show notes and all that good stuff. Um, But I'm going to go ahead and read it for people because it did take a fair amount of research. And I think it's really useful. Um, Emotional well-being is connected with our ability to process and integrate our emotions as they come to the surface as well as reflectively. It is important for the entirety of our well-being that we allow our emotions to inform our perception of life and its stresses while not letting them rule our beliefs and decisions, both consciously and unconsciously. We can easily give our emotions too much weight or too little attention. God's word, as in everything else, is unchanging stability when our emotions constantly shift and change. So I think those words, especially process and integrate, as well as reflect, um, all of those things really go into this concept that we think of as emotional well-being. Mm-hmm. There's a there is a lot there in that, in that definition. Let's unpack that in seven minutes. <laughs> let's do it. Let's keep, let's keep unpacking. Yeah, I love it. Uh, so what uh, what happens when we um, give too much weight or too little attention? That 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 phrase stuck out. Um, what happens when we when we use our emotions? Um, I don't know improperly, if if that's a way to put it. I know, right? <laughs> Which is funny because we're also going to talk about like not judging your emotions. Um, So yeah, like without judging the whole concept, I think 
understanding that um, we cannot let one thing in our life be the thing unless it's Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, when we make it such a big deal, when whether I'm feeling happy, sad, angry, lonely, um, frustrated, if 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 all of that matters so much to me that that's how I'm making my decisions and that alone, then we we come to a place where we are not really in well-informed, you know, we're only taking one piece of who we are and our life experiences. And that really impacts our relationships too. If you think about it, if you have a friend and you're totally focused on how you're feeling, how are you able to connect with them and their experiences in life? So it's an isolating experience when we give too much weight to our emotions. Um, and, you know, we do get lost in the selfishness of it. You know, emotions are a wonderful gift, a wonderful tool. Um, but certainly uh, we end up making really poor decisions when it's all about how I feel and what I want, just like when it's all about what I think, we can also make really poor decisions too. Mm -hmm. Because we can think too much. That's not <laughs> no, possible. No. Yes. Dear Lutherans, hear me. We can, I like to, I make up words all the time because I don't know, I can, you know, it's like I'm allowed to do that. <laughs> because in Christian it's freedom. 2019. Right. I can do that. Um, but I think we cognitize things. Whoa. Like we make things a cognitive experience when they're meant to be both you know, an emotional experience and a cognitive experience. And so that's how our relationship with God is too. He didn't create us in this vacuum just to think about him. We are heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the same is true. He didn't create us in this life to only emote and experience him. You know, that's a good thing, but we also are made to think about him and to do with him and all of that good stuff too. And so um, I think really tapping into all of those things, God, if, if there's anything good in life, God said it first. And so, you know, heart, soul, mind, and strength is really a way to direct our well-being that we have each of those present and are, you know, really uh, tapping into where we are in each of those realms. Just like emotions, just like feelings, thinking and thought too is subject to the fall. Right. Mm, so good. Yeah. <laughs> so therefore it's because it's subject to the fall. It's, it's not as reliable as the one truth that we have. That is God's word. All right. So let's go back to emotions. Since we're talking about emotional wellness, I'll stop cognitizing. Oh boy. Cognitization. Co cognitizing. That's its own mental health Thank Monday. You. We can talk it about sure it. Is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So emotions, um, we, we talked about changing seasons and things like that. Emotions may be changing or, you know, dealing with emotional wellness and then the changing seasons. What about emotions constantly changing? Um, they, they, they seem to be, they, they can be constantly changing. What, if, if our emotions are constantly changing, what is unchanging? Yeah, I think that our emotions remind us that we only have so much control in this life. And I think it's a helpful reminder when we don't judge them, when we just notice them, that reminds us that we, uh, you know, are, uh, not just based on our choices and our decisions, but there's a lot going on that we don't see. You know, there's like the spiritual warfare battle, there's the Holy Spirit interceding for us, and there's all this stuff happening. And our emotions, you know, as much as we like to think like, I decide whether I'm happy or I decide <laughs> whether I'm angry, you know, we're Lutherans, so the good news is we can embrace that we don't. We just don't. <laughs> That's not reality. Um, and so, you know, we do have like, we have input on the matter and we 
uh, can certainly choose what we do with our emotions and where we go with them. But, you know, our neurological system does a lot without us, you know, cognitively considering it. And so that's the way our emotions uh, happen in our bodies too. They come up, you know, right? They come to the surface and we become aware of them. And so always remembering that, wow, those shift and change constantly. And that makes us really uncomfortable. Let's be honest, really uncomfortable that we don't always control what's happening in our physical bodies that God's given us and our brains and our hearts and all of that. But God never changes, you know, those really helpful verses like Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Um, and that I love the verse in James where it says that God does not shift. You know, he doesn't, doesn't consist of shifting shadows. And sometimes that's how our emotions feel to us. And that's so foreign to our concept of God that we never deal with it. You know, we just kind of push it off. And that it's just not healthy. Our emotions are part of us. And we are always going to have an imperfect experience in this life. We, of course, will not always um, have jolly, awesome emotions that just like reek of the Holy Spirit. No, I mean, sometimes our emotions will be yucky and messy and gross and sinful. And so being able to deal with that. God just wants to know us, you know, through Jesus Christ and his death, he, we can be known and know God. And so our emotions give us a space to come before him and wrestle, you know, and talk about those things that are deeply uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And talking about uh, uh, happy emotions and the, the icky yucky emotions. Um, but you mentioned before that we shouldn't judge them. Um, how does that work? Why shouldn't we judge our emotions? With just about a minute. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Good. Okay. Let me, let me think about that. Right. Thanks you guys. Um, I think mainly the big thing is that we are not good judges. I mean, we're just not God is judge. And so often, and there's a whole lot of biblical insight to, to discover in this. And I haven't gotten all of it, but, um, knowing that he judges and how do we, how do we speak truth? I really think that's our job in this life to other people, but also ourselves with a lot of love, you know, truth and love, but judging itself, that's for God. That's not my position. Um, and so I think that when we do that, we like are doing that thing we talked about last week where we shove our emotions way down because it's not really pretty to judge or we like throw them out at people and blame um, and end up in kind of this ball of mess instead of noticing them and letting God, asking God to help us deal with them, helping us move forward in them. Um, you know, I just really think that that is a, a good spiritual place to be in when we reveal ourselves to God and confess, um, both in like a positive way, like just here I am, God, you know, here's my stuff, but then also confessing our sinfulness and all of that and letting him heal. Emotional well-being on Mental Health Monday with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman. Thank you so much. Always good to chat with you, Heidi. Thanks. Coming up in just a little bit, a new devotional on hymns. Yay. Stick around. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.